There's this word that we forget about called reciprocity. And people are going to want to reciprocate. That's where reciprocity comes from. They're going to want to reciprocate good deeds. So if you're constantly helping them, then they're going to feel obligated to help back. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So recently I was invited to be a part of an amazing conversation with Ill Factor from Beat Academy. I was a guest with his private members and we did a Q&A that the questions were so intriguing and on point that with his permission, I wanted to be able to share them with you. So enjoy this series. I know you're going to get a ton out of it. Also, he has agreed to provide to you uh, a bunch of goodies. All you have to do is go to beatacademy.com forward slash Rick, and you'll get some sounds and things that you can use. It's not often you get to use things from a Grammy-nominated producer. You get them courtesy of Beat Academy. Enjoy this episode. Uh, my Goldston's asking, without compromising passion and intent, what's your advice on how much time a person should invest daily slash weekly listening and posting feedback on other people's stuff versus time that needs to be spent on creating music, making deadlines and building relationships? How would you, you know, basically, how do you time manage? From- how do I get these people in my group? Because these are awesome questions. They really are. And Golston, that is the coolest name, by the way. Yeah, it is. Right. So here's here's the way that, that you can do this, uh, Golston, is that you want to look at time management is wonderful. It's like I always tell people, treat. So the social media commenting, you're asking all the right questions. Think of that as like the customer service portal in your business. So what I like to do is this. I like to, I call it the meal plan. You give your fans something for breakfast. You give them something for lunch and you give them something for dinner on all of your platforms. And then where you would snack, you can go in and you can comment and you can give feedback and things like that. So that's all perfect. So give yourself an hour a day for the customer service in your business. You give yourself two hours a day, you're going to have a stronger relationship with your audience. You give yourself three hours a day, you're going to have an amazing relationship with your audience. The cool part is, is don't forget to, to capture when you're being creative. And share that with them at a later date. Don't separate your two lives. That's one. You know, they want to feel like they're a part of it. So make sure that you're snapping pictures. Make sure you're doing Instagram story. Make sure you're using all the tools that are free, that are available to you, and then you don't have to do it. But what you don't want to ever get it to the point is where it feels like it's a chore, where it feels like, oh, crap, now I got to go talk to my fans. If it ever gets like that, quit. Quit the business. Because it shouldn't be like that, you know, and that's on you. 
That's not on them. All they're wanting to do is love on you, you know, so, but don't spend all day there either. You know, let them know, Hey, I'm working. Don't forget to say, do a quick video. Hey, heading into the studio. Can't wait to talk to you guys later. I'll shoot pictures and share that with you. Boom. You're out. You know, that took you 15, 20 seconds. And now that's being shared out there. So those are fantastic, but don't, don't make it feel like your whole world's coming to an end because you've got to go in and do that. Um, and if it starts feeling that way, then step back and say, okay, where am I making the mistake? What can I eliminate? Uh, you know, and then, but that's what I have to do with my business too. That's what I have to do with my wife. That's what I have to do with my kids. That's what I have to do with my business. It's like when it starts feeling like a chore and it stops being fun, it's usually on me and I got to figure out what's going on with me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I'm just getting convicted left and right. I'm like, Oh gosh, I was about to just do a selfie right now. and just (laughs) So here's our next question, uh, guys. And these are, these are amazing questions and and I need a copy of them. Yeah, we definitely will. We've got them all down for you. Richard is asking ahead of my first EP release. Is it worth spending money on promotion before the release? Or would you recommend waiting until the release date? I can understand the value of building a buzz for an artist who already has an audience, but I feel like I need to have the goods already on the shelf before I can entice anyone in it. And I think we answered that a little bit earlier, but I also think the answer to that would be both. Because what you want to do, Richard, early on is you want to introduce people to you and your music. So that's why we will do Facebook ads targeting a specific popular artist that you feel would dig into your music. And usually what we do with that is that I will have an artist. I'll have you. I would advise you, Richard. I'd say, Richard, give me the five artists that you feel their fan base, if you had a chance to open for this artist, would just dig your music. Now go and do give me, I want you to do a cover. I want you to do a, uh, a video 30 second of what their favorite song is and how it impacted your life. I want you to get in the conversation on that band. I want you to go to their Facebook or Twitter page and start following their fans. I want you to start then commenting on those fans posts. Don't bring up the fact that you're a singer yet. Don't bring up the fact that you've got an EP. Go get involved in a conversation where when the time is right, you can bring up the fact that you're in a band. So get to the party First, do everything you can to get involved in those conversations. And then when the timing is right and they see your sponsored ad show up on their page promoting your new record, they're going to go, dude, that's the Richard that's always in there just bringing so much value. He's always sharing my stuff. He's always telling me how cool my posts are. I'm going to check out and see what this guy's doing. There's this word that we forget about called reciprocity. And people are going to want to reciprocate It's where reciprocity comes from. They're going to want to reciprocate good deeds. So if you're constantly helping them, then they're going to feel obligated to help back. So go ahead and do both that before and after. Wow. Well, and you know, um, I just want to chime in a little bit on that as well. Guys, a lot of this stuff might sound like echoes from previous live Q&As that I've done. And I just want to reiterate that you know, this is from two different sources. This is Rick saying it, who's such a, a great authority, but I'm sharing uh, similar things because him, Rick and I are living in this space. And the reason why it's just verifying, it's just authenticating what we're saying because we're seeing it left and right. Like we know this climate. And so you can now, this is concrete, you know, this is concrete evidence towards 
okay, yeah, these are system and processes that we're, we, both Rick and I on, on, you know, in the same world, distance apart, but we can, we can detect this because we know it's, it's what's happening. So. Well, and let me add this to that is that we have, I haven't seen any of these questions. Mm-hmm. The very first time that we ever met, I interviewed him for my podcast. I started rolling as we were just talking about a buddy of ours. And I said, I love this whole part. I'm going to go ahead and keep it. But here's the thing. If all he was telling me and all his interview was, was so wait to get discovered and, you know, spend this money to get with this. We, we're, we're attracted to each other because we have like minded ideas. We know the work that needs to be done. We know there are no shortcuts. There are some shortcuts, but the shortcuts that we're going to provide you are for time purposes. You yeah. know, there is no shortcut to success, but there is a shortcut for time. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to share with you. But you need to also surround yourself by like-minded people in your camp. Because if all we did was disagree with each other, this wouldn't be good for you guys. It wouldn't be good for us. I believe in what it is that he's teaching. I believe in the way that it is that he's teaching. I believe in the reality of what it is that he's teaching. So that's why I'm willing to take my time right now, which by the way, guys, I'm not being compensated for. Mm. What I'm doing right now is he is graciously allowing me to prove myself to you. So when the time is right, if it makes sense that you guys may want to come into our world, that's the same way the fans are right now. There's no shortage of bands trying to get their attention. What you have to do is go in and earn the right for their money, for their ticket, for them to buy your hat, for them to buy your merchandise. The days of you saying, hey, I'm a band and people should just pay me to hear my music is like me showing up going, hey, I'm a guy who's in the business. You guys should just pay me to answer at, you know, to be able to ask me these questions. Yeah. We are doing the exact same thing that we're teaching you to do. We're putting out content to create value, to hope that at some point you feel what we did brought value enough to you that you would want to invest back in us. But what we had to do first was invest in you. And that's what I'm doing by being here today. I'm investing in you so that you at the end say, you know what, that dude, I'm all in. You know, whatever he's got, I want to be involved with because so that's what I love about this is that we're having conversations and we're doing the exact same thing as you. There's just not song involved. Our songs are our programs. Our songs are our blogs. My song every I put out two songs a week. They're called podcast. (laughs) And hopefully people listen to it and they like it and they come into my world. So. Awesome. 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 All right. Well, let's jump to some live questions that some of you guys have asked in this feed. So we're going to jump right to Jason. He's asking, I'm registered with ASCAP, yet I don't really seem to have a use for it. I'm with DistroKid and they distribute and collect for me. So what do I need ASCAP for? I'll, I'll chime in and then you could fill in. Go if ahead. You don't mind. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. also a P. You also put out music. So you, this is better yeah. for you. Yeah, listen, the, the most important thing, the worst thing someone can do when walking a tightrope is not have a net below them. All right. And so if you, if you just in this day and age, yes, distribution has made it possible for you to get your music globally uh, circulated, but a a performance rights organization such as ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC, uh, they're great because they're the ones that are going to track when the, when the song needs to be uh, trackable in a very lucrative platform, such as if your song's even being played on grocery stores or on radio or on satellite radio. So you need to have that in place because you're properly 
placing the right foundation down so that when your song needs to be registered, let, what happens if that song gets picked up and wants to get synced for a movie or a commercial? Because you don't have these things in line, it's another obstacle that you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to fumble around when the time comes. You want that thing prepped, ready to go. Here's the, here's the splits. I'm, I'm with BMI. Everything's all set and ready to go. And you can also utilize the connections within ASCAP or BMI and all that. You can make connections there as well if you are a member with those PROs. Well, you also have to understand that DistroKid is not a PRO. And unless you're registered with ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, SOCAN, whatever your PRO is and whatever, there is no money for them to collect. So they have to still, you have to have a PRO in order to collect royalties. The problem is, is that DistroKid uh, is not collecting a certain royalty for you. They're collecting the publisher side for you. So you probably checked off the box that they can act as your publisher. So the people who spend the money, ASCAP's going to give you your writer's share. They don't collect your publisher's share. So that may be what you're utilizing DistroKid for, but you do need both. So, uh, you, you can't have one without the other. Now, you know, there's a chance Spotify just said that you won't need DistroKid in order to upload music, but you're going to want to stay with them if that's who you're with or CD Baby or TuneCore. So it's two completely different, uh, forms, but you need both in order to collect the money that's rightfully yours. And what you also need, just so you know, is you also need sound exchange, sound exchange as cap. Uh, does not collect money from internet radio or Sirius, satellite, Pandora, iHeart, any of that stuff. That's collected through Sound Exchange and Sound Exchange. Uh, then there's Song Trust, you know, that's involved. There's so many different things that are out there. Uh, you need to, you know, make sure that you've got all your boxes checked. That's why that one section in my program is called registering your music properly. I give you links to all of them to make sure that everything is in place. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. And guys, if you need a refresher on how publishing and all this stuff works, visit the building a music career course in your dashboard as a BD Academy member. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.